So today we'll be continuing to um, ground our practice in, in body and breath awareness. Really coming back to settling into the body, settling into the breath. And it can be interesting to, to kind of just see also how, you know, we, we've got, there's a momentum happening with the practice of some gathering, of the attention, of some um, maybe calmness building up. Um, but we're also bringing a lot of stuff in, particularly in the afternoon. So that can also be there. And just to see how those two um, kind of weave into each other. Uh, we may be finding that maybe at different times of the day the, the practice can have a different flavor. And if we can just, um, yeah, just, just accept that, but also be gently interested in that. So, you know, once again this morning, really bringing that simplicity in of, of resting in the body, resting with the breath. And equally, um, if you wish, you can use um, the, either the metta or the compassion practices. So, you know, they, they kind of do the same thing. So really feeling what is uh, most useful and helpful to you. You can decide that, you know, you're, you're, you're doing metta practice um, as your primary practice or compassion, or you're doing some metta or compassion as part of each sitting, that's also a possibility. So to really feel what, what is appropriate. Um, but with, with all of these, really using them as kind of a way of, of, you know, settling the attention, gathering the attention, resting the attention in. And so, you know, the, the primary aspect of our practice is still that sense of of grounding, of settling, of gathering, um, of creating that field of uh, presence and mindfulness. And as we do that, we, we notice in more detail, maybe in more subtlety, the, the movement that is the, the flow of um, of experience that moves through. So both the movements of the mind, you know, as it goes from here to there, to there, to there. Um, and also how the mind does that in response to things that arise, both externally and internally. Yeah, so there may be a sound and there's a response from the mind. There may be um, a thought and there's a response from the mind. There may be a physical sensation and there's a response. So starting to open to that just to that flow, just to seeing that kind of dance of being human being, looking at our inner experience. And that also opens us up again to what we've been speaking about, just watching the, the changeability, the fluidity, the flow of phenomena, internal and external, that shifts, that moves through our awareness.
And so we're opening to that a little bit more, but we're still, like I was saying, we're staying with that kind of gathering of the attention on the meditation object. So a sound, and the mind goes to the sound. We notice that, we acknowledge that, and then we come back. Breath, body, or Brahma Vihara practice, metta, compassion, whatever we're using at that point as the primary practice. We bring, we come back to that. And we're going to add just uh, one element to this investigation today. So I've just emphasized that we're going to stay with this, and we're just going to add something else in. And you can feel if, if this is appropriate for you or not, whether you want to try it out. So here we are, you know, we're sitting, we're practicing, we're with the breath or with the metta, with whatever our practice is. And then something happens in our field of awareness, physical sensation, sound, thought, emotion. And we see the mind going towards that. So we're going to stay with that for a few moments. And we're going to look for an aspect of our experience, which is that anything that arises in our experience, in the meeting with the awareness, has a certain tone to it. This can be really interesting. That tone falls into three categories. It can be pleasant, unpleasant, or neither pleasant or unpleasant. So often referred to as neutral. Anything that arises has that kind of, um, it's like background, it's like a soundtrack in a movie. <laughs> yeah, it has this background quality that actually has, like the soundtrack in a movie, it has quite an effect on our perception. So we're sitting here, we're practicing mindfulness of breath or metta or whatever it is, and then there's what we would call a distraction. We get pulled away. Before we come back, just checking in, what's the, what's the kind of underlying tone of this experience? Is it pleasant? Is it unpleasant? Is it neither? Or is it neutral? Just noticing what it is. And then coming back to, to the meditation object, then coming back, but just adding that element in. Does that make sense? I'm going to kind of go into it with, with in the actual meditation, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a very um, kind of, um, often it's really like a, a kind of, um, it's, it's a really important, a key aspect of our experience that we're totally unaware of. And so we're just starting to, to open to, to its presence. Just that, ah, this is pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, without any judgment or preference between them. You know, it doesn't have to be pleasant, doesn't have to be, you know, whatever. It's just, ah, it's there, that kind of um, tone, that kind of background sense that we that we um, very immediately have with a with contact with the senses or um, with whatever aspect of our experience there is. So yeah, 
So let's practice together and I'll, I'll give some guidance um, through the practice. So feeling what the, what the appropriate posture is for us and settling into, into the posture, finding a posture that's as supportive and steadying as possible, really feeling the way the body is in the posture. Checking in with the uprightness or the how um, kind of straight the spine can be. And also feeling into a sense of, of relaxation, of opening. With a physical posture, it's often um, can be really helpful to see the connection, how the, that alignment that we're aiming for, that balance between the uprightness and the openness, the relaxation, is the same alignment that we're aiming for with our mind. A mind that's energized, that's present, but is also relaxed, open, receptive. So feeling into the body and letting our attention just gently come into the body, rest into the body. Can use the contact of the body with the ground. As a support to settling our attention. Sometimes it can help to kind of almost imagine, you know, that the same gravity that is holding the body on the earth is also gently drawing our awareness into the body. Feeling the sensations in the body where it's in contact with the seat or the ground. How the body rests into the ground and the support that comes from the seat, from the ground effortlessly into the body.
Feeling also the places where the body is in contact with itself. Hands, contact with each other or with the lap, the legs. Feet might be in contact with parts of the leg if you're sitting cross-legged. Seeing if we can connect to that quality of presence and steadiness that the body has. And then gently expanding the awareness through the body. You can spend some time feeling the whole body sitting or lying here. That same quality of presence. Of the body. Then opening gently to feel the flow of the breath. Just feeling the flow, the fluidity. of the breath moving through the body. And settling into your practice for this period. We can stay with the flow of breathing. Either connecting to the breath in a specific part of the body.
or being with a flow of the breath, with a sense of flow and movement. Feeling the different sensations that make up a breath. Noticing how the breath changes. And connecting also to its continuous quality. So for this meditation time, letting ourselves rest in the body with the breathing. When we find ourselves distracted, the attention moving to something else, gently acknowledging and coming back to the body, to the breath. With kindness.
Just noticing where you are right now in this moment. Experiencing a physical sensation, a memory, a certain mind state. Just noticing where you are And what is the tone of that experience? Is it pleasant? Is it unpleasant? Or is it not clearly one or the other? Without judgment or preference. Just noticing. Acknowledging that and then gently coming back. To the breath and the body. Settling the attention back. seeing if we can repeat this every time you notice your attention is away from the breath. Checking in. What is the tone of that experience? Pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. Not trying too hard to analyze or figure out. Just opening to that, seeing what comes. And then gently coming back to the breath and the body.
Gently checking. Where are you now? What are you attending to? And whatever it is, is it pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral? Staying very simple. And then coming back to the breath. To the body. To the simplicity of just being.
when you next experience an unpleasant tone, gently acknowledging that and then opening out the awareness to see if there's somewhere in the body where there is a pleasant tone or even a neutral. Seeing if it's possible to gently shift the focus of the awareness to a place in the body that feels okay or even pleasant. And staying there for a little while before coming back to the breath or the larger sense of the body presence. So just opening to that, noticing the next time there's a sense of unpleasant. Can we also find the pleasant or the neutral and let ourselves dwell, dwell there for a little while?
So are there any questions about this practice or other aspects of the practice? Yeah, Mark. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah, and it can be interesting to look at that a little bit more, like with a lot of gentleness and, and some spaciousness, just just to see. And sometimes to look at, um, you know, as we as we get more quiet, more subtle in our attention, we can see kind of less dramatic things, and just notice what the what the uh, what the tone is. But even when it's more, you know, what you're describing, it just to just to look more a little bit more at the process. Uh, in more detail, um, if it's interesting for you, you know, you're also equally free to drop it. But um, it, it actually sounds to me like there's some, um, yeah, there's some richness there in in following that. And just the other thing is that for the first time for a long time, I spent some time in my body, mm -hmm. and um, I've just noticed that I spent a lot of time in my head. Yeah. in my body, I just was so conscious of all areas of kindness. Mm. Mm. And how often my breath, when I'm in my head, doesn't flow. Mm. It, it, it stops, it blocks itself around the body mm. and just holds itself. Mm. I just assumed I always breathed. Mm. But I seem to just sort of hold my breath at times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how if you don't have to answer this, but I'm just wondering how the how did it feel with was it possible to find um, a place that was pleasant or okay when you were encountering places of tightness or, or unpleasantness? Well, the bizarre thing was that so for example around my chest, yeah, where to start with that was really tight. Yeah, when I actually just stayed with it. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the most amazing things about practice and that just the quality of attention, you know, that like you're saying when we can do that and we can just soften the, the judgment or the resistance a little bit in a place that was constricted or painful or difficult can actually become um, interesting and, and then kind of also a place of release or, yeah. 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 
Yeah. Yeah, and that is, you know, that's so um, natural and, and that's, that's what we do. You know, we are heady creatures um, and, and so that is what happens. So then when that happens, that's fine. And again, acknowledging it and coming back um, into the body um, can be really useful. Yeah. Want to add something? Um, just in relation to the, the first thing about, yeah, sometimes we don't really notice that feeling tone until it's quite strong, and that's often as a result of we've already, as you said, put a judgment on it. Yeah, I like that, I want that, or I don't want that. But just maybe, you know, very gently noticing, well, that judgment is based on something, and it might be based on a much more subtle feeling that we were hardly aware of, and that just very, very slowly becoming more aware of that, and definitely the body is a real resource for that. Um, that you know, that can then give us a little bit more choice, I and mean, it's a little bit like the first and second arrow, you know, of, 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 oh yeah, so I had that judgment because there was a tiny unpleasant sensation. And just to play with that, but, uh, but not to make a project, I mean, I think for anyone, all these instructions, we can make a bit of a project of them, and especially if that's our tendency. So, you know, it's all very, be quite playful and light with it. Yeah, and maybe also just to add that this experience of, you know, kind of being separated from our, our or disconnected from the body or certain aspects of the body is, I'm sure, is really common. And I, I'm sure many people here know that really well. Um, and um, and just just noticing, just no, suddenly seeing that is is a, it's a very powerful. Um, just to kind of we've already offered a lot of things, but just another thing that we can experiment playing with is is feeling the breath happening in different parts of our body. So that's also something we can do, not just how we usually think of the breath as you know coming in here and flowing through, maybe down to here and then out again. But actually seeing, okay, what is, it, what is it like to feel the breath coming in and out of the shoulder? What is it like to feel the breath coming in and out of, um, you know, my, my tailbone? Or, you know, whatever, whatever we're drawn to. Just at this point, I think also we can start, if, we, if, if you're interested, just playing with that a little bit and feeling what, that's, what that does. Any other questions? Yeah, Bernie. Just about... Um about responding to external mm-hmm. noise or external stimulus or um, and, and having the space between reacting to what is happening externally mm-hmm. and for me it's very much I always practically 99% of the time from a fearful place it's mm-hmm. like somebody's coming to attack me or somebody's coming to criticize me or someone's calling me and I have to really work hard to constantly um, be mindful that I'm not under attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So noticing that kind of sense that the kind of habitual that that the way the place you are is a place of, of feeling threat, and and that's where the response comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's just somebody dropping a pot or, mm. or, or a lid or a, mm. a plate, mm. <clears throat> it's, it's, um, 
something within me like it overrides my, my consciousness and yeah. somewhere very very yeah. unconscious yeah yeah very strong and what helps you there when you notice that definitely breathing mm. and trying to consciously say that there is nobody in 2016 allowed to brutalize or uh, criticize or judge mm. and i am an adult mm. but sometimes my initial response is just fear yeah yeah and then the the kind of the the kindness or the allowance can be with that fear so sometimes even you know putting a, a hand you know, on the heart or the belly or whatever it feels like, just to ground and and kind of soothe. Uh, we can also do that with a breath, you know, a soothing breath. You know, I can, I can feel you doing it just there. Well, I'll give you yeah. an example. I was I was in a in a work meeting and um, the CEO she just asked me. She just said, Bernadette, will you please turn the light on? Mm. And I nearly hit the ceiling mm. because she was in authority. She was mm. a woman. Mm. And yet the woman was just genuinely asking me to turn the light on. Yeah. So that's, if I'm not mindful, yeah. that's where I come from. I yeah. come from a place of yeah. fear. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of metta. This practice really helps me. Yeah. Yeah. Metta. Allowance. Space. Soothing. One thing, I, I remember being once at a workshop with um, Rick Hansen, who's an American neuropsychologist who does a lot of work about meditation and the brain. And one thing he said is, and this is obviously particularly if depending on, on our past conditioning, but that our, the part of the brain that is fearful, probably the amygdala, although there's some debate about that, is always a little bit on alert. And so he suggested that every time we come to sit, just check. Does this feel like we're in a safe place? Because then we can let our guard down. Because actually, to sit in a building that has no locks on the doors, with a bunch of people you've never met before, with your eyes closed, in some situations would be crazy. So just, oh, actually, no, this is a really safe place. And, and just that in itself can maybe just yeah, help to bring some. So that's really guidance he gives to everyone. Um, because then that bit of the brain can have a little bit of a rest. It's a really good question. Um, yeah, my, my kind of sense right now in response, and we'll see if Jenny feels the same or not, I would say stay with the pleasant. Yeah, let yourself um, stay with the pleasant, um, but in an, open, in an open way, and it's particularly with sound, that can be, maybe for you it might be slightly different, but for most of us with sound is actually fairly, um, we can stay quite open 
with the sound because it really it comes and it changes quite a lot. There's a lot of changeability, a lot of movement. So really letting that um, you know open stay with this, with the with the experience of sound moving through the awareness, but really with an emphasis of feeling the pleasant, but also feeling feeling the movement, the changeability, um, and you know there may be and and an openness to the field of sound. So you're not just um, just focused on the bird song, and so it can be interesting then what happens when other sounds arise and we can, if we can maintain that open field. Yeah, but, you know, generally maybe saying today that, um, you know, Jenny already introduced this yesterday, and, and it is something we can go into more of, of noticing the pleasant and letting ourselves also dwell in the pleasant. It can be in the body, it can be in sound. Um, it's kind of an inclination of the mind to also include that field of experience, and it can be a real resource for us to to develop that capacity to to be able to open, not pushing away the unpleasant. It's very delicate there. It's not pushing away or ignoring, but also opening to um, to to the pleasant and to our possibility to dwell there, even when there's some difficulty. You know, at the same time, um, I think again you mentioned negativity bias. It's something that Rick Hansen also speaks a lot about. That we now know, you know, science has now shown us that our minds are programmed for survival reasons to focus on the negative aspects of our experience for our survival. So, you know, as hunter-gatherers, we needed to be more aware of dangers than of, um, you know, comforts. <laughs> And so our minds are programmed towards that, but in our day and age, when we're under a lot less um, physical threat, you know, our environment is quite changed, that has actually become uh, something that's a hindrance to us. So we naturally focus. I can't remember the, the percentages, but there's a... Anyway, and so the, this, this kind of learning how to shift our awareness to what is pleasant, to what is comforting, to what is... Um, supportive is actually kind of a, a rebalancing of the mind's tendencies and so it's not it's not a, a kind of just a feel-good kind of strategy is really a bringing into balance um, something that's that's off balance um, in our systems anything to add I might just add that that you know hearing and sound is a perfectly valid object of attention anyway we on a longer retreat we might introduce it as a whole practice you know just being aware of sound pleasant unpleasant whatever and it's quite useful when you're back in maybe if you live in a city you know there can be a sense of oh it's not quiet enough to practice just sound can always be something to practice with just the bare sensation of of hearing um so Juliet, I think, were you going to say something?
I think one thing, I've said this to a couple of people in one-to-ones, and I've heard Joseph Goldstein say it in this hall, so it comes with good authority, that the breath isn't the, the best anchor for everybody. You know, there's a percentage of people, not necessarily because of breath problems or asthma or anything like that, but just the breath, you know, can, can not always feel like a safe, pleasant anchor. And so I think it's absolutely fine to find another and not to feel that that's somehow wrong or, oh, it's frustrating because it's not the one they have in the books. I really can see that. But I had a, someone in a MBCT course I ran and he did have some physical breath problems. And for him, the, the anchor in meditation was warm, comfortable feet. And it really worked for him. Just whenever it was distracted, come back to warm, comfy feet. And, and, yeah, just maybe, you know, check in with it sometimes, play with it, but see if that's just where there is, there is just a, you know, it, it isn't the anchor for everybody. You have to find your own. So that may not help the frustration. Mm. Yeah. So there are, you know, you could also try sound, you know, which is not words and it's very effective. You could try, again, just contact points of the body, if that helps feet, you know, feet bottom on the seat, you know, just the grounding. The Buddha did, you know, there's the four foundations of mindfulness, you know, breath and body is just one of those. So, you know, and he taught and other techniques as well that are there so it's not like Jenny said it's, it's not it doesn't work for everybody all of the time and that's really fine and it's not like if you haven't you know if the work, breath doesn't work for you you've failed or missed out in some way so yeah so I would see how how sound works and how just sense of, of earthing and grounding works as well as the metta yeah I think 
Yeah, so definitely sometimes there are uh, some traditions where there you know, really an emphasis on um, kind of playing a little bit with the quality of the breath to find a breath that, you know, they use the word comfortable. It's in, in, some, in some of the Thai forest traditions, that's the, the emphasis. So, yeah. Okay. So just a few um, kind of general things about how to, to continue with the practice today if it feels um, useful and interesting for you. So obviously in the formal sittings you can do that to check um, once in a while like we were doing what's the quality um, or what's the tone. Is there pleasant, unpleasant or neutral? Um, and sometimes this, this can really also be a way of, of kind of resting in that gap that we've been speaking about, you know, because it, it's that place often before rea- reactivity or before another layer of reactivity comes um, of just, ah, this is just unpleasant or this is just pleasant, you know. It's a, a, nice, a nice smell coming from the kitchen. It's just pleasant <laughs> before there's that, what's for lunch, I wonder, you know. Will I get in? Will I get into the key one time or whatever comes up? So just noticing that, and um, we can really simplify it also through the day, not just in the formal practice, but through the day. Like I was saying, you know, walking through the the, the house and and smelling the food. You know, it's it's often very immediate with sense contact, hearing a sound, and and feeling the response that comes in. Um, you know, seeing a, seeing a flower, um, feeling the rain on the body, you know, all of these things. Just noticing what is the, the tone of, of, the, of that experience. And sometimes if it's extended, we can also see how that changes. You know, so for example, at a mealtime, you know, take the first mouthful and we can feel what is the, you know, what is the feeling tone in pleasant, 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 and as we chew, that might change, <laughs> you know, so just noticing just also that, that changeability can be really, really interesting and really kind of expand our practice into the day. Um, also, um, you know, including that in the walking practice, so as we're walking, also opening to the tone of the experience, the tone of, you know, maybe I'm feeling a bit cold, or maybe... Um, you know, my, my feet are getting a bit wet or whatever it is, you know, or a sound is coming. Just noticing what the, what the, feeling, what the feeling tone is in that and how it changes. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we have time for some walking now. And uh, we've also put up some slots for interviews for this walking period in the next one. So um, if you'd like to, to speak to one of us, then I think there's still some slots there. Yeah. So, yeah, may this be another fruitful day for us. And uh, enjoy the practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.